welcome back to Gay by Gay. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am really tired. Yeah. Um, if you follow us on YouTube and you saw the vlogs for, oh, I was going to say this week, but we're recording this in advance. If yeah. you saw um, the vlog that was from February 12th to whatever date it's supposed to be, or wait, no, I guess it It be, would go up on the 13th. I have no idea. Abby's brain is gone. Well, it's gone. I don't even know what the date today is anymore because um, if you follow the vlogs, I was up at 3.30 mm-hmm. this morning making pancakes for a homeless shelter with my mom. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very long day. It is currently uh, like 6.40 p.m. Mm-hmm. I am unbearably exhausted and my brain is not functioning anymore. So I have no idea what kind of... We, I said this to you earlier. I have no idea what kind of content we're going to yeah. generate today because it's either going to be me being depressive, me being manic, or me being manic depressive. I have <laughs> no idea what we're actually going to get. I'm today, I'm a little bit tired, but I'm okay. I'm okay. We're surviving. I envy you. Don't. <laughs> don't. Please don't. Uh, but you have some big news. I have big news. Um, big news. I'm going back to school. Yay! I'm excited, honestly. When I left school in 2019, all the way back then... That makes it sound like you didn't graduate high school. That's not the case. No, 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 no. I'm going to um, post-secondary. Yeah, yeah. post-secondary education. But um, when I left school, high school, I said, I am never going back to school. I hate... I hated it. But that was because I spent so long, like... I, I put so much, like pressure on myself. I did all the hardest classes and all that, which is good. You did. If you can do that, please do that. If you don't know what you want to do yet, it opens a lot of doors. I was going to say, just keep your doors open so that you don't go back and have to sit there and then pay to take these extra classes to try and get upgrades and equivalents. Yeah. Um, Now at this point, I'm going into pre-medical technology and then I take a radiology technologist program. Um, And I am very excited because... Medical professions, and I'm I am a slut for medical professions, honestly. So I get to go back, right? So this week I've been kind of preparing my admissions and all of that, sending in all of my information, like take it, take it, take it. Um, I was terrified when I first started looking it up because I know nothing about university. I mean, I already have some university credits from high school because I was in special programs and stuff, but I just, (laughs) I did not know what course hours were or credit hours. It's it's, The jargon is very confusing because I know Mm -hmm. I I went to university right out of high school, so it all made a lot more sense because, you know, me and my friends were all discovering the same stuff together. For you, it's probably pretty jarring because you've been out of school for a couple of years at this point, so looking at it now, you're just like, what is any of this? Yeah, I was, oh, I was freaking out. My friend Sherry is in school right now to become a teacher. And I'm texting her, like, Sherry is 12 credit hours, like, five years. Like, how many classes is that? If you're wondering, um, one full-term class is six credit hours. Yeah. So my prereqs to get into my rad tech program, like, only take a year. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's a year of the prereqs and then two years in the program. So I only, I, in three years, I could be a medical professional. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. You know exciting. what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I know this is a huge switch for you because originally your plan was to do, to pursue a career straight up as a performing artist. Mm-hmm. But at this point with COVID and everything else, um, you've kind of reflected a little bit and gone 
it's an extremely unstable yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And I know you said that you wouldn't mind pursuing it on the side yeah. still, but as your one and only profession, yeah. it's a huge it's risk, a lot of... especially just because right now we don't know when things are yeah. going to be opening up again. Even if COVID were to go away tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, the amount of fallout and impact that this has had mm-hmm. on the performing arts industry, it could be years before we yeah. really see things go back to normal. And I think you're at that stage where you can still decide whether or not you want to get into that profession. So yeah. I think... Staying in it to some extent is a good idea, but at the same time, not pursuing it like 100%, like Mm -hmm. the only thing, because I feel like right now that is so risky. Oh, it is so risky. Even for me, I think a lot of what motivated my decision was the fact that I hated school. Yeah. I didn't want to go back. Yeah. I've also kind of felt like straight out of high school, I was going through a bad time, so I kind of felt like I had no future in general. Your last two years of high school were probably some of the darkest years you had. Um. I got good grades and everything, thank God. So oh, now I'm the schooling awesome. was never the issue. Yeah. It was everything else everything that you else, were going through at the time. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't feel like I had a future, so I was kind of like, you know what, I don't want to go back to school, and this is what I'm doing. This is the best course of action right now, and I just wanted to, like, reflect on my schooling years and think. Sometimes you just need to take a little bit of time. And now, you know, I have a girlfriend. I want to immigrate to the States. I know I want kids one day, and having kids when you're a lesbian is a... An ordeal, even if you're adopting. Oh, yeah. Adopting oh, yeah. is also expensive. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. there, there's so much that goes into that between the cost of IV and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, the stability factor of um, you being a performing artist mm-hmm. and if you're planning, you know, it's one thing if you're someone like me yeah. who I am not planning on settling down anytime soon. Um, it's not that I don't want kids one day. I just... I don't know. I, I'm kind of at the stage where I'm like, if I have kids, I have kids. If yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. For you, it's a certainty that you want them. I do want them. And so, you know, for me, it's not as risky to say, okay, I'm fine with taking a riskier career path mm-hmm. because I'm only really impacting myself. Whereas for you, you very much are planning for that sort of family yeah. future. Yeah. And I think it is so important that you really take that into account when deciding mm-hmm. your career path. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you need the security if you're going to have a family. When you're getting just getting out of school and you're like, I was 17 when I left school and you're yeah. faced all at once with things changing, your daily life is not what it was anymore, deciding what you want for the rest of your life is intimidating. Scary. Huge. And I mean, I know I had my reflection a little bit later where yeah. I actually went to school first mm-hmm. and then decided, no, that's not what I want to yeah. do. And I mean... Even now, I, I still question it sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know, if I'd stuck through with it, yeah. I, I would be at the point of pretty much graduating at this point. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there are always days that you're going to question, question it, it. Yeah. no matter what you decide, because you're always going to say that whole, what if I yeah. did this? What if I did that? But I think the most important thing is that you can kind of look back on it one day and say, you know, not, oh, yes, I made the right choice mm-hmm. because I don't know that you can really ever 100% say saying, that. Yeah. But saying, I am happy with the yeah. choices that I made. I don't regret the choices yeah. that I made. And I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things. It's probably one of the hardest things. I think that um, going through life as a performing artist and relying on that as your source of income is risky, especially how I want to live my life because I am someone who wants to have a partner. Yes. Because I am just a people person. I love people. I want a person. And I want to get married pretty mm-hmm. early on. And yeah. I probably will at this point. And I mean, I feel like it would be one thing if your partner were to be, 
I don't know, some high-end lawyer oh, who yeah. made so much money that you didn't need to worry Tori about it. And matter. you're just like, you know what? Screw it. I can pursue my life ambition mm-hmm. because realistically they're fine with yeah. basically just being the sole breadwinner yeah. for the most part. And whatever I make is just peanuts. And I, but it's very different when you're in like a legitimate partnership mm-hmm. where both of you want to be yeah. contributing. Yeah. That's something very different because now the life of a performing artist almost seems selfish in yeah. some ways. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to make that a negative because, I mean... It's, it's not. It's just a different path a path that you have to be supportive on and my girlfriend was very supportive of of me dancing Mm -hmm. but we did have conversations where it was like my girlfriend's struggled with poverty in the past that passed and she was like you know what I don't care what we do I just want to make sure that we can cover rent and cover food and that's the big thing is that uh, as a performing artist you know the whole trope of oh it's a starving artist that's no joke and I can say that (laughs) even for me I run a dance studio Mm -hmm. and there are still times that I feel the pinch and it's just me on my own you know I pay for my rent Mm -hmm. I pay for my food and it can be scary and I can only imagine that trying to raise a family where basically I mean my income is even more stable than yours to some extent because with a performing artist you never know where your next job or gig is coming from and how much you're going to get paid and there are times that performing artists go and do a gig or a Mm -hmm. job and they don't see the money either for months or sometimes they don't see it at all. It's a riskier lifestyle. And it's just like sometimes when you're just getting out of high school and especially like for me when I was just getting high school I didn't know the cost of like what rent costed or what water costed or if you have a car what that costs you just hadn't if I said you didn't really have any worldly experience do you know what I mean like when you just get out of high school reality is so warped you think you know everything and you think you're really prepared for it but I can tell you like for me I moved out um the same year I started going to university what a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. holy crap. <laughs> Things were so different. And I know for you, um, that's another step you're looking mm-hmm. at taking is moving out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where for the next couple of years, you're going to be fairly unstable. Yeah. Just between paying for school oh, and yeah. everything else, like, it's going to be unstable. Yeah. And I think that's going to prove to you just how important that it's, stable job is going to yeah, be Yeah, because your life. I kind of had to weigh, um, is stability important to me? are is dancing and performing important to me and to me because I love performing in every aspect and ounce I can still perform and be stable just not as a profession and I mean that's going off of the idea that you are just a performing artist Mm -hmm. and only a performing artist you know there's nothing saying that you can't do something on the side there's nothing that says oh you work another job sorry you can't be a performing artist anymore like there's no rules like that you know what I mean I mean for me I run a dance studio I'm also a waitress yeah even I have a secondary job on the side where it's just like sometimes you need that support of income and honestly I don't really know many performing artists that That aren't yeah (laughs) you know either a waitress or they work somewhere else on the side and they just you know make sure that they kind of clear their schedule so they can go Go to rehearsals and stuff so I think you know it's just adding more stability to your life I don't think you're taking performing arts out of your life I think you're just adding more stability to it which is one of the smartest (laughs) things I can think about I'm excited I for the first time ever I'm excited to go back to school I think that's huge. But I also think that kind of reflects on the fact that you're in a much better mental place now than you were coming out of high school. I think that this was the break you needed. Yeah, definitely. And you discovered so much about yourself that it's put you in a position where you can be ready to go back to school. So should we take a break here and we'll come back and talk about uh, (laughs) continuing education for me? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, welcome back. 
So, um, little bit of a question for you here. Um, you're going into rad tech, mm-hmm. which is radial technology. Yeah. So basically you're in charge of x-ray machines mm-hmm. and everything and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, on the break, I asked you how much medical knowledge you actually need to mm-hmm. have. And your answer kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, the three credit hours of medical terminology I have to take. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. And that's it. Well, that's the prereq for the program. And the program, um, I'm not too familiar with the courses themselves yet. I know it's a full course yeah. load and stuff like that. But I know my first year is um, courses, courses, and then the second year is almost entirely clinical rotations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know I have quite a few friends who are in nursing. Mm-hmm. I remember them doing their clinical rotations and everything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But realistically, I have to say that I'm very surprised at yeah. your choice. <laughs> Not that I don't think you are going to be good in the medical profession because I actually think it suits you quite nicely knowing that you are actually a fairly academic yeah. person, yeah. but you also have a very outgoing yeah. personality. Like it people. does seem to suit you very, yeah. very well. Um, the thing that surprises me is I never would have expected this choice from you. Yeah. What drew you to radial technology? Um, it was something I was thinking about in high school. It was something... I was, I, do you remember where the idea even came from? Like, oh. it, that's not just, oh, I want to be a doctor, or I mm-hmm. want to be a nurse. Like, that's something that's very specific. Was it, like, did you go and get an x-ray and think to yourself no, that you wanted to do it? it was never something like that. It was more like the... You know me, I am a little... I'm cost-effective. Yes, you are. So, what can I go to school for that takes less time that can give me the most bang for my buck? So high paying job for Mm -hmm. not years and years and years of expensive schooling. So it's probably three years of schooling, full time will be stressful, I know that, but I can can handle that. And it's only about probably like 20, 25K. So it's it's a lot of money, but I mean, when when you take a look at how that will be paid in dividends Mm -hmm. with a job like that. Starting wage is around 20 to $25 an hour. And that's really good. It's more in the States. It's more in the States. I know that. Yes. And I could also get dual, um, what's it call it? Certifications. Exactly. So I on also, top of that, it, it's a career path that can branch out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I can move into MRI and the CTs and the sonograms, um, and the fluoroscopy or something. I don't know. <laughs> You'll figure it out with that medical terminology course, obviously. Yeah. That's what um, it's for. But yeah, um, I've had to get a few x-rays and ultrasoundings done in the past. I remember being like, I wonder what this person does every day. I wonder what they do. Mm-hmm. And how many weird things they must see. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's the thing I'm the most excited for. Like, patient confidentiality I mean, is a thing, but yeah. that being said, I may or may not also be kind of excited to hear some of the weird, gross things <laughs> that come into your practice. Well, well, when I was 17, I had to get an internal ultrasound done, and uh, we talked about dogs. So. <laughs> I'm so excited for your future life. You have no idea. I mean,. Uh, it was something I was thinking about in high school in my in my head before I was already decided I wanted to be a professional performer. So in my head I was like, well, if I ever went back to school, I would do this. Right. So I it was see. already in my head. I think what surprises me the most is that um, I was getting geared up for the requirements into the Rad Tech program because mm-hmm. that's the really competitive one. Yeah. Because um, they're only taking people from our province. Right. No international students can apply. So I want to get into this. And the highest how they see you is based on your Casper test score. And so this, <laughs> what exactly is a Casper test? So this Casper test was um, made somewhere in Ontario. 
It's a Canadian test. Okay. And it's not, you would think it's like a terminology test, an information test. I mean, test. you're going into a yeah. medical profession. Yeah. You're going to school for medicine. You would think that it would be something yeah. logical. No, it's a morals test, an ethics test. I I don't know what to say about that. I, I mean, I suppose, yes, going into something like this, you need to have good morals mm-hmm. and good empathy. But at the same time, you're going to school at this yeah. point. I feel like a Casper test is something that you get before you get a job, not before you go back to school. Yeah, I know. It is really interesting. Apparently, doctors have to take it as well. I don't know about nurses, but I know doctors have to take it. It, it wouldn't surprise me because, again, I think testing your morals mm-hmm. is good to make sure that you still have that caring, mm-hmm. empathetic nature and that you're not being jaded in any well, way. Well, a lot of the questions... But to go back to school, it just seems yeah. odd. I know. It's really weird to me, but I, I respect it, obviously. I think they just yeah. want to confirm that you are a professional, that you can show your empathy, you're not... Morally corrupt. Yeah, morally corrupt going into medicine because that can mess oh, with yeah. people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? yeah. And it's like, you have to respond. I think it's eight video questions and four either quotes or written um, situations that you have to respond to. Right. And it's five minutes to answer three questions for each section. So basically, <laughs> you watch this video and normally they're about a minute long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You read the questions and you have five minutes. And normally there's three questions. You have five mm-hmm. minutes to answer the All questions well. to the best of your ability. Yeah. <laughs> and it's based on your morals. And yeah. there's, there's absolutely no indicator of what they're looking for, whether they're looking for, you know, a more corporate approach, yeah. whether they're looking for a more empathetic mm-hmm. approach. Like, it's literally just, Straight. what do you think? And yeah. that is so scary because oh, you're literally yeah. being graded on the way you think as a person. Yeah. That's intimidating. Yeah, there's even, like, um, you know... <laughs> You know our English provincial exams that we have, yeah. and they're kind of dumb. Yes. Ours specifically. Yes. How sometimes they'll have a, like, here's a quote. Um, Tell me about a time in your life where uh, you oh, were courageous. I remember. There's some I remember like that. that. I remember that. Oh, I hate that crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I find it just so interesting because there's so many different answers. So it's like, I, I'm still, I'm already kind of like preparing for it. I'm like, I want this because... They seat you based on, like, the highest score down Mm -hmm. for the program. So I'm like, I need to get in. (laughs) I mean, I I think it's just going to be thinking outside the box Mm. a little bit, right? Because I even, I've already started watching YouTube videos of, like, how do you study for For a a Casper Casper test? test. It's more just, like, trying to increase your typing speed almost. In a lot of ways, it's being able to get what's in mm. your head out, formulated, mm. and then out onto the paper or the computer or whatever it is you're yeah. using, right? It, it's making sure that you don't get stuck there thinking, how do I phrase that? How do I yeah. say that? Like, I know what I'm thinking, but how do I word that? Yeah. And for you, that's a struggle. I know. Thank, I have to thank think. God it's not an English test that you need to pass in order to go into this, because I feel like that absolutely would not happen no. for well, you. Well, I'm not, I'm not an Englishy person. You don't word very well I sometimes. do not word very well all of the time, actually. <laughs> But I, I think I'm a pretty moral person. I think I, I'm an I would empathetic say, person. I, w- I would absolutely say so, which is why I'm not worried about you passing this Casper test. I'm, because not, <laughs> I, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about you getting your answers out in time. Yeah, but true. I think you'll do just fine yeah, on the test I think itself. So. But this brings up uh, an interesting thing for me where, as I had said before, your explanation of why you want to go into rad tech makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just the most bang for your buck, you know, short schooling, big dividends. But it really does kind of surprise me because if 
anyone were ever to tell me that you were going back to school, mm-hmm. I absolutely 100% would have said that you were going back for something like um, psychology instead. Yeah, I used to want to like do more, that. Like more soft science, more talking to people. Yeah. Like it's still technically a medical yeah. profession, but it, it's much more human interrelation. Yeah. If I'm honest, I think I wouldn't, I would have such a hard time not taking the patient's pain on as my own. You are absolutely an empath. It it would be a challenge. It's a different thing. I know that there's some of that with my chosen path. Um, When you're in medical, you see people swallowing batteries, needing to get surgery. You see gunshot wounds, stuff like that. It it could be a very tough And it could be hard, but here's the thing. You're with that person for like maybe a maximum of like an hour. It's very different than a psychologist who has to sit down and really get inside their patient's head. And I feel like with that, that could affect you very, very deeply. Yeah. Especially for you because you do struggle with, you know, anxiety and um, depressive episodes and stuff like that. I feel like becoming a psychologist Mm -hmm. is something that you have to have like a very strong foundation for yourself psychologically. And I don't know if I'm going to be down for that for the rest of my life, honestly. Especially because you do tend to take other people's issues on as your own. You're you're a fixer. Yeah. And I feel like you need to have that fixer personality to be a good psychologist. But if it goes Mm -hmm. too far, that could be detrimental to you. I hate to be practical right now, but that field is so highly competitive right now because everyone's going into it. Everyone needs a therapist. Everyone's either going to psychology or nursing. Yep. Um, Not a lot of teachers. Nursing especially. Like, I have, like... I know at least three quarters mm-hmm. of my friends all decided to go into nursing. And I was like, what the heck? But however, for me, because our we have a large aging population, it's um, highly probable that we're going to need a lot more rad techs to perform x-rays. I was going to say uh, more x-rays. You're going to need more Testing MRIs, stuff, more scans, yeah. everything like that. So I think it's a very stable profession. Mm-hmm. I think it's a long-lasting profession. Mm-hmm. If you ever start to get bored, you can mm-hmm. branch out into mm-hmm. different things. I think this is a good choice for you. I think it's a good choice too. And ultimately, um, I think it will give you the stability so that if you do decide that you want to, you know, uh, dance Mm semi-professionally on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't prevent you from doing that. You know what I mean? I can still do it. Yeah. And I, I think that's something else that's kind of interesting to bring up is... What is the definition of a professional versus a semi-professional when it comes to performing arts? Because I'm left sitting here. Can you really be a semi-professional? Does that mean working the profession half the time? And yet if you get a job, then you're obviously a professional. So where do you draw the line? I don't know. I think for me, I think professional means that you are constantly training Mm -hmm. and constantly taking classes and constantly meeting people and pushing yourself and getting better. And um, I think that's part of the reason why I kind of shied away from it because a lot of professionals have a very short career just due to bodies and deterioration and injuries and everything. You else. can only push yeah. yourself so far. I mean, look at someone like me. I'll yeah. be really blunt mm-hmm. where um, I was injured in a high school mm-hmm. dance class and that ended any prospect of mm-hmm. a career I had before I ever even got a chance to start yeah. one. So it can be, you know, one accident is all it takes and all of a sudden your entire career is yeah. gone. And then what do you do? You yeah. have nothing to fall yeah. back on. I mean, that's where a lot of us do end up becoming teachers mm-hmm. and choreographers and everything yeah. else because we we desperately want to yeah. stay in the industry, but we can't dance anymore. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. But, you know, um, I, I think this is a good path yeah. for you. I think, you know, pursuing 
a performing arts career either recreationally or semi-professionally yeah. instead of full yeah. on 100% of the time yeah. I think is just the safe choice. Yeah. Take it from someone who was injured and yeah. couldn't dance professionally, you always want a fallback. And also not to scare any professional dancers or aspiring professional dancers out there, um, I think as long as you're aware of the reality of it and you love yes. it and you have your foundations and your technique, go for it. Like Exactly. Follow your dreams. Yeah. But I also think sometimes it is good to have reality yeah. alongside those yeah. dreams where it's not just, oh, it's going to be all, you know, roses and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that reality of this is not very stable. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I can achieve my mm -hmm. dreams, but I need like Something. a dose of reality along with those Because dreams. unfortunately we live in a society and we need money. So Exactly. But I'm very excited for you to start on this journey. Um, we're all going to be supporting yeah, you and I get rooting to, for you. I get to make an, uh, I've been accepted an announcement. <laughs> we hope. We, we, we are all going to be just waiting for it. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. And that's what we're going to yeah. end here for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later, guys. Take, Absolutely. Taking gay by gay. Bye. Bye.